Lord, I ask that you bless us today. We want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, financially, in, in our natural bodies, in our minds, we want to be healed. And so, Father, we thank you and we bless you for your pure word from heaven, Lord God. And Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for us and bless us today. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the consider nots. There's things not to consider when you're living from day to day. Because the devil wishes and he sets out to sift us like wheat. Amen. He wants to control your thinking so that you'll be discouraged and depressed and not expect better from God. Amen. This is his mission. This is what he does. So we counterattack his attack, his attack with the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. But we have to change our per, uh, perception of who we are. And I think that's the biggest thing, is knowing who you are. Amen. The Bible says that we're wonderfully and beautifully made. Hallelujah. And that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That we're more than conquerors and more than overcomers. But do we believe that? Amen. Do we live by that? And when the devil puts wrong thoughts in our minds, do we attack him back with the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit? So to live victoriously, we have to change our perception on things. Amen. Change our perception of who we are. Hallelujah. We have to watch what we stay focused on. Because it changes who we are. It changes your direction in life. Whatever you think about the most Whatever you focus on, and it's not something that's from God, it will change who you are. Amen? If you keep thinking about your downfalls or thinking about your weaknesses or thinking about what you should be doing or what you could be doing, it will change the perception of who you are in Christ. Now, it doesn't seem like that because, well, I'm thinking about, you know, what I want to do for God. If you keep dwelling on these things instead of dwelling and thinking on what's good and lovely and pure, it will change your perspective of who you are. The devil will use something that, <laughs> something that you think is from God, and it could be. You understand? You know how many people have fallen because they kept... Letting the devil beat them up. I should be doing it. I'm not doing it. I should have done or could have done or should have did, did this. Or, and this is how he changes who we are on the inside of our thinking. And then we start looking down on ourselves because we think we didn't or we should have or we could have. Or I should be here by now. Sometimes people's words can pull you down. You know, they can make you think you ought to be. How does people know where you ought to be? Amen. People don't know where you ought to be. You ought to be wherever you are. Amen. (laughs) Wherever that is. (laughs) Amen. If God don't change you, they can't. Amen. Well, you ought to, you know, I've had people tell me, oh, girl, you ought to be so-and-so place preaching at so-and-so. Because I know what that is. You know, it's the mess up. This. I ought to be where I am until God changes that. When God opened the door, I'll go there. 
And he opened those other doors. And I've had a lot of invitations. Don't get me wrong. Amen. But every door that's open, you don't go in. How did I get there? Amen. Every door that's open, you don't go in. Amen. Hallelujah. Everything that looks good might not be. Hallelujah. Don't know where that came from, but it was from somebody. It was from me too. Amen. See, it's bad when you want to eat the greens and spit out what ain't good. Eat it all. Amen. Hallelujah. But you cannot let how you think. How you think is the most important thing. Because what you think is in your heart. Amen. Don't let what you think change who you are. Because it will change the direction in your life. If you mutter, if you think on it too long. The children of Israel didn't come out of that 11 day trip. The trip was 40 years because their hearts were so hardened. Let's get to the meat of it. That's why they didn't come out. Because they didn't let God change their hearts. And that's why he allowed them to go through so many, you know, troubles. The mountains and going through the Red Sea. He was trying to teach them to trust him. He fed them, you know, manna from heaven and quail. Whatever they really requested of him, he did. But it was not good enough because the perception of who they were wasn't right. Their thinking was twisted, you know. And they thought that they were grasshoppers, you know, when you look. Uh, When you compare them with other people. Amen. See they looked at the size of these people. When you don't look at the size of of your mountain. Mountains are big but they can be blasted through. Amen. Hallelujah. And you can't look at how big your mountain is. You just have to know that you will come through on the other side. Amen. See the, the, the fishermen. The five fishermen. Who allowed Jesus, I know you heard this before, but get the revelation. When he allowed them, when he he told them, let's go to the other side. And they allowed him to use that boat. He was teaching faith. It wasn't really about the fish. He was teaching them faith. He was teaching them on how to believe. When you see nothing, you continue to believe for what God has promised. You don't have to see it. All you have to do is know it. To blast through the mountain. Know what God has put in your heart. Amen. And we're not talking about things that exalt us. See flesh exalting our flesh is what the hold up is. Amen. Hallelujah. Things that make us feel fulfilled. We ain't talking about that. Are y'all here today? We're talking about what God has promised. What he has told you. Because see what God has promised usually turns us away because we're afraid of it we don't really want it or we don't want it now because we're afraid to launch out into the deep and this is why he told those fishermen let's launch out into the deep to receive a haul and that's what i want a haul amen you want a haul you don't just want to keep living from day to day amen Launch out into the deep. That means go for what I have called you to do. Go and get what I have bequeathed to you. What I have called you to have. Go after that thing and don't go after so much what you want, but go after what I want for you. Is that making sense? Hallelujah. Let me go back to my notes. 
Amen. Don't dwell on things. Whatever you dwell on so much in your mind, whatever you dwell on will determine your destiny. Whatever you dwell on. If you dwell on the negative things, if you dwell on things that you didn't do, things that you didn't do right, that will become who you are. It will change your perception of you. And then you'll start thinking you can't. This is how people get there. By thinking wrongly about themselves. Amen. And then it causes us to go and try to do things that we feel confident in instead of reaching out for that which God has said is for us. Is that making sense? Hallelujah. And we'll start to try to accomplish those things that God has not called us to do. Amen. It's called your flesh. Fulfilling the flesh instead of fulfilling the desires of the heart of God. Are y'all here today? So whatever is good and lovely and pure. Think on those things. That's why that scripture is in there. To get our thinking straight. So as a man thinketh, so he is. If you're looking at the situation too hard. And you don't believe that you can have whatsoever God says. It will cause you to go and look somewhere else for something else that's man made. Amen. Well I, that didn't go over well but it's true. Amen. You'll start looking for something that you invented. I'm just telling you. We all, we all have done it. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs. No, not Proverbs. Uh, what's the scripture? Whatever things are good, lovely. Philippians. Amen. Let's go there. Praise God. In other words, let's stay with God. Because he doesn't give bad gifts. The Bible says he gives good gifts to men. He doesn't give rotten gifts. He doesn't give gifts that get you in trouble. But the things that we think is from God and we don't get that confirmed the right way, it'll get us in trouble down the road. Further on up the road. Amen. Uh, Philippians 4. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know you caught that. <laughs> Y'all all caught. Some of you young bloods caught that too. Amen. Verse 8. Finally, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Are y'all here today? Meditate on those things. Whatever's good, lovely, pure, and a good report. Hallelujah. Well, I can't think of nothing. That's because your mind is so used to thinking negatively. You've got to train it. you got to train it to think right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, submit to the things that you have learned. And practice it. And model your life after it. Are you here today? Hallelujah. Finally, my brethren. Amen. And this is a summation of what God has have said probably over and over again, but he's saying it in a different way. Amen. And he wants to leave this for you to meditate on. Finally, my brother, whatever things are true. Amen. Whatever things are noble. I'm trying to look. Do you have the... Amplified. 
I got it. Thank you. In the Amplified of Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, For the rest, that means rest on this. <laughs> when you lay down and you rest, meditate on this, brethren. Whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think on and weigh and take account of these things. In other words, fix your mind on them. Amen. So these are the things you think about. If you say, well, God, what am I going to think about that? (laughs) That what he just said. I love it because God is not telling you exactly what. He's saying anything that's good, anything that's lovely, anything that's pure. And I don't mean that cute girl you saw walking down the street or that cute boy. Amen. I'm going to just think about him. Oh, that ain't what God is saying. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, practice what you have learned and receive and hear. And receive and heard. In other words, what you've learned, what you've received, what you've heard, and seen in Christ Jesus, and model your way after living on it. And the God of peace, amen, of untroubled, undisturbed, and well being mind will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how you be peaceful. That's how you think on the right thing and keep your mind from negativity. If you don't work at it, you won't have it. Amen. You got to work at what you get from God. Yeah, but life ain't supposed to be like that. It won't be if you start now, start today. Amen. If you get busy today, by next week, you'll have fewer wrong thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why that, let's go down to 13. Well, where are we at? We are at 9, right? Go down to 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know why we don't do all things? Because we don't put verse 8 into practice. (laughs) That's why verse 13 ain't before 8. It's after 8. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, Being content with whatever state you're in. Amen. A lot of us have been dealt a hard blow. But you can recover. Amen. In your mind and in your thinking and in your heart. Amen. Because God still has good plans for you. Hallelujah. He still has good plans for you. Amen. A lot of us have been dealt a harsh blow. Amen. But whatever, think on whatever things are good, lovely, pure, things that are noble. Things, think about the last blessing that God, last place where He helped you. Amen. Where somebody blessed you. Think on the excellent things. Amen. Praise God. Whatever is lovely and pure, consider not your circle. See, these are some of the consider nots, is your, you know, the bad things. Consider not. In other words, don't give place to it. Consider not the bills that's due at the end of the month. Amen. Well, I got to pay them. Yeah, but being upset about them ain't going to pay them any quicker. Matthew 6 says you won't grow an inch anymore. 
By worrying. Don't worry. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't fret. Don't worry about anything. Because tomorrow will take care of itself. Amen. You can't do anything about tomorrow today. That's why it's tomorrow. (laughs) It ain't today. It's now. Amen. Think on these things. Hallelujah. And consider not the negative things. Learn to be content wherever and whatever you're doing. Wherever you are. Wherever God has you. Be content. Don't settle for. But be content. In other words, don't worry and don't fret. That's all God wants you to do is have a peaceful understanding. A peaceful mind. Amen. Think on excellent and pure things. Which brings peace and well-being to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you focus on things you don't like. And when you give over to negativity in your life, you will live on that, in that vein. Because negativity leads, leads and directs where you're going. If you think that way all the time, don't think you're going nowhere good. You li- because, see, we're a product of how we think. Because how does that happen? So if a man thinketh, so he is. You live how you think. And you say, you say what you think. Then you start to live out of it because what you say paves the way for your life. Well, I knew it wasn't going to happen. It didn't happen because of your negative mind. Amen. But see, we, it, we don't know how to look at a, a situation that's negative and say it's going to happen because God said it's going to happen. Because it takes just as much energy. Amen. See, worry takes energy. Put that into you know the word speaking it out if you think it ain't going to happen that's why it won't and that's you giving the devil the last word okay so he got the ups on you happens many times but that don't mean you know you're out for the count amen don't mean you're out dwelling and thinking on negative voices in your life will distort your view of you you're killing you. You're, you're chopping yourself down. Because you know what it does? It takes your hope. Amen. When people make negative remarks about you, don't let that, don't let that be the last voice out there. Amen. Mm-mm. You know, I, it was uh, all in fun, supposedly. But somebody, uh, you know, it's just a passing thing, was trying to say, you know, I had some type of situation in my body. And it was real cute and it was real subtle. And I said, no, I cleared that up. I said, uh-uh, because I saw that. No. You may have that. I don't have that. Don't put me up in your stuff. <laughs> Very subtle. You know, him. I don't have that. I'm healed. I'm, I'm delivered. I'm good. If that's your deal, then that's your deal. But don't put me in it. Mm -mm. Because I got enough to think about without trying to fight something else that you give me with your mouth. (laughs) It ain't going to happen. Amen. Dwelling on wrong things cause you to make wrong choices. When you, you, you know, always, some people are just always concerned about themselves. 
dwelling on you is idolatry. Let me tell you that. Amen. When you dwell on you and what's wrong all the time, your view becomes distorted. In other words, it's out of contrast with what God has said. It's the opposite of what God has said. Well, this is really what's happening. It's happening because you believe it. It's happening because you let it. Amen. Now, I know that the devil does come in and whack us, you know, with things. But God still has the answer for that if you let him. Amen. Amen. God doesn't see things the way the devil sees it anyway. He doesn't see things the way we see it. He sees things the way he sees it. Amen. That's why you have to focus on what the word says. If you don't know what God says, get in your word. Amen. Hallelujah. Focus on what the Bible has said about us. We are overcomers. We're more than conquerors. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, we're uh, wonderfully and beautifully made. We have the devil's, he's under our feet. You know, you know we are victorious in him. You got to tell the devil when he hits you, hit him back. Amen. Well, your, your husband ain't going to never change. Who told you that? A man is going to change, changing even as we speak. Amen. Now, do I see it all the time? No. But I don't live by how, what I see. I live by what God has said. Amen. He says, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. If you do what you're supposed to do, the others will do what they're supposed to do. But if you keep looking, let me tell you what uh, uh, about looking. The devil's going to give you a show. Keep looking, you're going to always see something because you're looking with your natural eyes. It's like this. When you see something with your natural, natural eyes that's negative, you, you bind it. You take authority over it. And then you laugh at it because it's funny. Amen. Nobody have time for these little cartoon characters going around acting silly. Don't, don't nobody have time for that. Amen. We had time for that when we didn't know. Now we know. We're, more, we're mature Christians. A distorted view comes from looking. Well, how do you deal with that? With the word. With the word. Ain't going to change. It's the same. With the word. (laughs) Psalm 139. You deal with everything. Every promise is yes and amen. God has never told us no. He says yes and amen. If it's from him, it's yes. Why would he promise you something and tell you no? That doesn't make sense. He doesn't do that. Like a father, you, don't, you, you want to give your child good gifts. You only promise. Sometimes fathers promise you things they can't provide. My father always did. But what was in his heart is that he wanted to give us what we wanted. And we would say, Daddy, can, can we have that? And he would say, yeah, you can have it. Even though he didn't have the money, he would strive to get it for us because this, is, this was in his heart to make us happy. So is God. You know, in the Bible says, like a father that gives good gifts to the, his children, so does your father in heaven want to give you good gifts. Amen. This is how he operates. He wants to give you the best. He wants to give you a good marriage. He wants to give you good children. Amen. 
you know, so many people, yeah, my son doing this, he on drugs, and he ain't there. You know, the Bible says train them up in the way they should go, and when they get old, they won't depart. Tell the devil that. Amen. You got to strike back like a snake. You just got to. Or you can just mosey on along. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. Proverbs, um, Psalm 139 verse 14. says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. Amen. My soul knows your works, O Lord. Hallelujah. My frame, verse 15, was not hidden from you. And when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, that's for the person that didn't believe it the first time. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 16, your eyes saw my substance yet being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me, then as yet there were none of them. Verse 17, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. That's for those that care about and cherish what God thinks. He thinks well of you. Amen. Hallelujah. You were wonderfully and beautifully made. God made us wonderful. He said it. Amen. We're made in his image. When you look in the mirror, you ought to see his reflection and not all of your mistakes. But his reflection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, do we mess up and do things wrong all the time? Every day. But he will bring us the desires of our heart. He'll bring us to our expected end. He will bring that to us. Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah. Praise God. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29. See, y'all going to make me preach today. Hallelujah. (laughs) Jeremiah 29. Praise God. Verse 11. So God will bring us to our expected end. What is your expected end? I just expect doubt and negative and nothing has ever good happened to me. Well, if you think like that, then start thinking the right way. Change what you think, according to Romans 12, 2. Change how you think. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And start to accept what God has really said about you. Amen. Hallelujah. If you think God don't like you and don't bring. You know sometimes when we go through things that are not fair. We think it's from God. It's from the devil. Amen. The devil did that. An enemy has done this. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to know who's responsible for what. Amen. Verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And this is, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. He wants to give you shalom in your mind. Amen. But you can't get it thinking the wrong way. And God's plan is forever. He never changes. He wants to give you a future and a hope. But notice before he says that, right, or right after he says that, 
He says he wants to give you, he gives you thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. So you got to think thoughts of peace before you can have a future and a hope. If you don't have peace, you have no hope. And that's why we don't desire some things. We give up. No shalom in your mind. And every time you think about those thoughts, you get mad. If that, those thoughts make you mad, you're wrong and God's right. You've got to change. Amen. Change how you think. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we have to change our perception of who we are and who God is. You've got to change. Well, I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, we know. That's why we get stuck. In wrong thinking because we don't, we don't want to, you know, it's like, oh, how dare, you know, shudder the, the thought of us being wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, then you will call upon me then, not before. In other words, if you think wrong, if you don't have thoughts of peace, if you don't know how much God loves you, if you don't know his plan for you. You won't have a future and a hope. You won't get your expected end. Neither did the, the children in the wilderness. Israelites didn't get their expected end because they didn't think right about God. <laughs> and and he, they didn't think he loved them. Well, why would you give us that stuff falling from the sky to keep you healthy and to keep you whole? Heavenly food. If you go into heaven, you plan on going to heaven, you better plan on eating some there. Because you don't know what they serve him. But if it's heavenly food, he'll give you heaven right here on earth. They didn't look at it like that. But we want some meat. You know, that's how we do. That's, you know how we do. He says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Amen. In the in the Old Testament, when you read that, it was called a tick by, and it was the way Israel thought. Tick by, T I C K. It's the way they thought. Amen. They always thought negative. We ain't them. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Because we've seen that, we know how that's going to play out. Verse 14 says, and I will be found by you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. In other words, I will bring you back from your former state. Amen. Amen. Of prosperity. Praise God. Amen. Because of iniquity, I got to bring you back. He's saying the way it was in the garden. When Adam and Eve, before they fell, it was not his plan for them to fall. But before it, the way it was, the former state of prosperity. It's in the garden. There's a number of prosperity. That's what he's talking about. And he says, I will bring you back to your former state. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, what was the former state? Adam and Eve had authority. He says, uh, you know, take authority over the animals and all of that stuff and rule dominion. Amen. Well, he says, I'm giving that all back to you. Power, dominion, authority. 
And we, what did we do to earn it? Nothing. <laughs> Nada. But he says, I'm bringing you back into your former. But you got to do things his way. You got to believe. What's his way? What do I got to go through? Nothing. Just believe. <laughs> you know how we. What is God going to ask me to do? Quit shaking and faking. And just believe. Amen. And give him some of your time. Your precious time he wants because he loves us. You know, God is a jealous God. Amen. You know, this is the thing. And I didn't mean to go there, but I'm thinking. This is why God, we don't get a lot of what we want. That's why you can't think wrong. Why is this so important? Because he's a jealous God. Well, what does that have to do with anything? When we keep thinking about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, what we need, that's idolatry. It's idolatry. That's what got the children of Israel. That's what got them in trouble. That's why they kept going, well, I ain't get blessed yet. Because you keep going this way. And that's idolatry when you keep thinking about yourself. You know, what does it matter what you eat as long as you feel full and it's pleasing to your palate? Especially back in the wilderness. You thirsty, okay, just strike the rock. There's the water. Well, you know, we want it in those purified bottles. <laughs> we don't like it like that. We want it in the purified bottles. And I don't drink that purified water. I want spring water. How many of you have said that? I'm one. You know who quit doing that? When I didn't have any water, I borrowed water. Well, I went over there and stole water from Bridget, you know, in the garage. It was purified. And I looked at it. I said, I don't want nothing. Then I said, and now I'm drinking purified. It was better than the spring water, okay? <laughs> Devil been taking my money buying spring water, and it ain't from a spring. <laughs> you know, you learn if you pay attention. <laughs> I said, okay, Bridget didn't share that with me. But I had to find out all on my own. You drink whatever it is, drink it. Amen. Looking for a label. Amen. But God's original plan is in the garden. He says, subdue it. Take dominion over the world. Take dominion over the cattle and the, all your situation. Take dominion. That's what he's saying. Whatever is bugging you, take dominion over it. Take authority over it. Stay in, you know, don't let it take you down. Because it's but for a moment. Don't stone me. I ain't done yet. <laughs> it's but for a moment. It's been 20 years. I feel you. But it's for a moment. Amen. Hallelujah. It's but for a moment. See, it's as long as we allow it to bug us up here. Situation doesn't matter about the years. He's still going to do it. It, but it's how long has it been in your mind? Is it like it just happened yesterday? Or is it like it never happened? Or if I'm still going through. God still ain't blessed me. That's wrong attitude. You ain't going to never get it like that. Never get it like that. Take one who knows. Honey, you got to let it be but for a moment. I finally got that but for a moment. It's like it don't exist. 
like God has already taken care of it and you good. Like I'm good. Be good but for real though. Amen. He'll bring us back to our former state of prosperity. Like in the garden. In the beginning. When we were in authority and subdued and took dominion over the fish, the cattle. He, mean, he means today take dominion over any problem that's in your way. Amen. Bringing you back to your former state of captivity. When I first captured your attention. <laughs> When I first got your attention and I captured you, I'm taking you back there. Ain't that good? I'm bringing you back there. God, I want to go. Hallelujah. Where I first met you. Where you first met me and you were happy and all, it was all good. Amen. So focus on what God said and stop dwelling on negative. Amen. Don't magnify the problem. See, when you keep dwelling on things, that problem gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you, because it's all that you think about. All your energy is going toward that thing. And that's why sometimes it's like this. It's the wrong time to make a move when something consumes you like that because your flesh is involved somewhere. You know, it's kind of like don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Don't buy a car when you just get bored with the other one you got. Hey, you know, if if it break down down on you, <laughs> if it break down on you on a railroad track, that's the time to buy. Or you know, similar situation. Amen. You know, you go to the market when you're hungry. That car to get full real quick. Amen. Don't do them things. Because you're obsessed with something. Amen. That's not our former state of prosperity. Our former state of prosperity is to subdue, have dominion, take rule over it. And consider not your circumstances. Consider not. Amen. To get victory, you must keep, keep it bringing your mind out of captivity. Those thoughts, captive thoughts. And when you murmur and complain and dwell on negative things too much, it distorts your future. It distorts your perception of you. It distorts your perception of God. And it makes everything you walking around angry. And not pleasant to be around because you're thinking wrong. Amen. Amen. It distorts what's really going on. Because then your future is all screwed up because of your perception. And you're thinking, you're seeing only things one way. You don't see how God sees. And then pretty soon you're thinking that you're a failure. Yeah, you failed at some things, but you're not a failure. Amen. Hallelujah. It's two different things. Two different things. You know, the devil always come and try. Well, you failed at this. You failed at that. You failed at marriage. You failed at going to school. You failed at your friends. You failed at... If you let him keep talking to you, you're just gone and end it. Because that's what he wants. Like Robin Williams took his belt and hung it up there. 
That's where he wants to get everybody. And this is why they say he was a, people don't know, but anyway, it was said by people close to him. He was a comedian because he was so hurt and wounded on the inside, and he always tried to laugh. Well, see, that's because he didn't let God take care of his problems. Amen. Nice guy. I loved him. Mr. Doubtfire is one of my favorite movies. Amen. So he's done some wonderful things in his life, but the devil told him, you ain't worth living. You can't let it go. But if you keep thinking like that, I'm fat. I'm skinny. I'm this. I'm that. You lose a lot of weight, then the devil will tell you the opposite. Don't listen to him. Amen. Just tell the devil you're a liar. Tell God I'm working on it. <laughs> Help me. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 10. Can't please the devil. Amen. Praise God. Can't please the devil. Because he's going to tell you something else. You're too short. You're too tall. You're too this. You, you're wonderfully and beautifully made. How about that one? 2 Corinthians 10. Praise God. you just the way God ordered you. And we can do something about our attitude. He always wants us to work on who we are. Amen. How we treat people. He wants us to work on that. Amen. Second Corinthians 10 verse 3. Amen. I want five. But we need to put our energy into good use. Amen. You know, we need to tell each other. I was looking at this one time, this Serena Williams. Y'all know who she is. And I, she has a clothing line. And the name of her clothing line is Eleven. And I said to myself two years ago, what a dumb name for a clothing line. Of course, people can do what they want to do. But I didn't think there was any sense in that. But it's like this, and this is what the Lord will show me. Don't be a 10, be an 11. That's what she was saying. The 10 is supposed to be the best. You're better than the best. Amen. <laughs> and then I thought it was clothing size, but it's the same. God says it's the same analogy. Amen. Amen. So don't be average. Be better. You are better than average. I'm not a 10. I'm, I'm an 11. So if you don't think it, who's going to think it? Even your spouse, you know, we criticize each other. Well, everything could be better. But you got to learn to accept things the way they are. That's what's why the divorce rate is so high. Everybody's trying to be in fantasy and think they married to, well, used to be Sophia Lauren. I'd like to see her now. She got the same problem I got, okay? Come on now. But see, she was the fantasy of most men where she ain't now. Amen. Because she's only human. Amen. Yeah, go on and give God a clap. Y'all know you want to. <laughs> see, that's why we have to accept each other just the way we are. Love them anyway, honey. Love them anyway. Amen. Because if you don't, somebody else will. Hallelujah. I just thought I'd throw that in there. 2 Corinthians 10. Yeah, I'm telling you. 
2 Corinthians 10 again. Verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God to pulling down the strongholds. Amen. And see, this is talking about the war in your mind. It don't say nothing about devils. It talks about in verse 5, it says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought. Talking about how you think. For years I thought it was talking about casting down the, the devil. and Talking about the devil in your thinking. Your wrong thinking. Amen. It says casting down. It says the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds. Well, how did it could mean casting down? Finish reading the scripture. Amen. Casting down arguments. Hallelujah. Verse 5. You can't disconnect it from 4 because... At the end of verse 4, don't have a period. It's got a comma. It wasn't finished <laughs> for all you religious folks. Well, that's, that says verse 4. That's in verse 4. Well, ver- it wasn't done. Amen. It's a, it's a comma there. It says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought. There is no comma or nothing in between that. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So that means hearing the word and doing the word. Every lofty thing that sets itself against God's truth. Pull it down because it's going to come and speak to you. That's, it's going to speak to you. With an if and a but and a what if and a it won't and it can't. All that stuff. So you take authority over it, casting down. Those are arguments. Anytime you read the word or you hear something preached and it's truth and something in your mind say, but that don't have to mean, that's an argument. That's what he talking about. And it's an argument. It's a high thing. Because you know why? Because the devil wants you. He got to do it through you. To exalt your thinking higher than God's thinking. Y'all don't believe that. He did Eve the same way. See, he says, God just want to withhold from you. That's how he did her. He don't want you to know the knowledge of good and evil. He's withholding from you. Same thing right there. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. See, that came from a carnal mentality, wrong thinking, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, you pull down flesh and blood. Anything that's carnal is coming out of you. And you overthrow destruction. You overthrow that destruction in your mind. That's what it's talking about. Well, I I just don't believe... It don't matter what you believe. It's what's a fact. Amen. And it's what's truth. God don't care about nothing but truth. And your and our obedience. That's it. All this other stuff is just stuff. And it can be burned in the fire. 
Amen. But only God and only what's God, the word will stand through the fire and through the flame, through everything. The word is still standing. Word ain't changing. Amen. The word will be there because it's a strong tower. The Bible says you can run in and be safe in the word. You can hide in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. The word is your, is your protection. Amen. Don't ever restrain your children from God. Well, I don't want them to be religious. Well, you are because that attitude is religious. People don't even know what religion is. See, I'm sure my neighbors think I'm religious because I go to church every Sunday. That ain't religion. Religious is you say you're a Christian and you stay home. That's religion. They get it. They don't get it. It's turned around. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's what my Bible says. (sighs) It's kind of funny. Amen. Got everything backwards. The idolatry in your life is in your mind. It's like this. If you focus on the promises of God and stop magnifying your problems, then you'll stop the idolatry in your mind. What's idolatry in your mind? Thinking on things and stuff and things and stuff and people and stuff and what they think about me and what, you know, and I'm going to show them. and I'll, that's, that's just the devil. Don't nobody care. You know what I'm saying? You want to do something, do it. You're free. The idolatry is thinking somebody care and think, see, you got you on your mind and you such you got such a high mind about yourself that you think everything is about you. You ever try to talk to people and they are, every word come out of your mouth, they think you saying something. They say, but I didn't do that, or but I, you know, make it. It's because you got you on the mind all the time. You know. We all used to do that. I, everything you think somebody talking about you, I ain't talking about you. Can it be not about you? <laughs> it's funny now, but I used to be back there. You know, and it's not a good feeling. Because first it's like, oh, she's talking about me again. Oh, she's talking about me again. Well, you ain't the only one. You understand? That's idolatry. It's all about you. And see, the devil likes that because, see, that stuff will seem real. And then one day, here he come with the biggie. And he cut off your neck. While you're thinking about you, he comes in the back door and whacks something you want. Y'all here today? Well, that didn't go over well, but that's how he works. See, the, de- the devil wants you to start thinking and focusing on something that ain't real. It's just the way it is. Focus on the promises of God. That's why the Bible says think on things that's good good and lovely and pure. And stop magnifying what the devil is doing. When you magnify negativity, you're magnifying what, what the devil's doing. You magnify what he's saying. You're magnifying his business and not your not God's business. So focus on the promises. What do I think about? Think about God. Get yourself to work. Work for God. You don't have to wait for an assignment. You already got one. Go do something for somebody. Everybody's waiting for their big break so they can fulfill that idolatry in their minds. I'm wonderful. 
You know, I'm marvelous. Look at what I'm doing. I'm going to show them. Number the devil. Them and they. Keep telling people that, but they don't listen. Them and they. And you know, I'm going to just show them. I'm going to be great one day. You're great now if you would open up your eyes. And God made you wonderfully. You're wonderfully and beautifully made. You're made in his image. Amen. You're wonderful right now. See, people are looking for that wonderful moment. It ain't going to happen. Because once that moment comes, it's going to come and go. And we're going to be right back. I want to be somebody. So you got to know who you are now. Amen. Hallelujah. It's wonderful to be made in the image of Christ. That's wonderful. Focus on the promises. And stop the idolatry in your mind. Because you, it's like this when you're your biggest fan. Y'all here? I know you are. <laughs> Amen. You know what's happening with me. Everybody's watching me. Because I'm so wonderful. The devil put that stuff in your mind. And they're waiting on me to fall and to fail. That too. It gives us all of that stuff. And then you know what we do? We'll, it causes us to start running after perfection. When we ought to run after perfection in Christ. We need to be perfected in him. Not trying to be perfected so we can show somebody. Because you know what? If it ain't in God and if God didn't order it, he'll cause you to, he'll allow you to fall. Devil cause it, but he'll sit there and let you fall. Then you're mad again. What they, what they saying? They saying you're crazy. <laughs> Just tell you what they saying. Amen. You know, those that always worry about their comfort. What's happening with me? Most important thing, how I feel. I'm going through. Ain't we all? <laughs> when you talk about what's, <laughs> what's happening in my future, that's all. That's idolatry. Amen. Sometimes I have to stop myself. You know, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Amen. You know if I get a flu or something, I'll be telling Nolan, girl, my eyes hurt, and one of them is red, and the other one is pink. I don't know. It looked like somebody hit me, and you know, it's like that. And, I, and she just be laughing, you know, and I say, oh, let me stop, because if I'll stop, I'll go. <laughs> you know, and there's one of them, you know, it was so funny, I was... <laughs> Telling Pastor Barr we was laughing about this very thing. And she said, I think Rachel kicked me in my eye. She said, because I got up and my eye was real red. You know, Rachel kicked in her sleep. And she said, my eye was so red. And it was all big. <laughs> well, we think Rachel really did. You know, she be fighting. And, and Barb said, yeah, and I was, my, I was so big, I wore sunglasses, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, something like that happens, but... You know, don't, but don't keep going on and on and on. Yeah, I know your eye red. Don't keep going. And I have to pull my back, myself back sometimes because, you know how you just want to vent? And you got to stop and make yourself stop. Because that stuff feels good. See, it's a feeling. It's all about me and my red eyes. Then when I got up the next day, it was gone. I'm like, oh, nothing else to talk about. 
So you have to think about those things. Romans 12, 2. We're almost done. Hallelujah. And in other words, we can control that. We don't have to live park there. Just park. Don't live there. Amen. Okay, Romans 12, 2. Yeah, we know. But we're going to read it one more time. It says in Romans 12, 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. If you don't change how you think, how will you ever know what God, if God's word is real or not? How will you ever know if he can do what he's promised? So you got to do your part of it. Amen. That's the transformation. Obey the word. Meditate on it. Mutter. Think. And then you, you know, don't conform to the world. Don't be a part of the world. Amen. Don't enter into the scheme of things. Just be who you are and believe the word and the word only. Hallelujah. They don't, you know, you don't conform to worldly lust. That's all the world has. Amen. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, you have a new attitude. When you have bad attitudes, because your mind ain't renewed. Well, I wonder what they think. They think your mind ain't renewed. That's what they think. Amen. The world, why is it so important? Because the world is a godless system. The world is not a godly. Well, the world, you know, they're okay because we're supposed to love them. The Bible says love the sinner, hate the sin. And you're in the world, not of it. We're not of the world. You're in it, not of it. Don't partake of it. That's what the Bible says. And stop considering all of these negative things. Don't consider. Let's go to, uh, let's see now. Verse 16. Is there a verse 16? Yeah. And it says, be of the same mind toward one another and do not set your mind on high things. But associate with the humble. And that means don't think you better than nobody. Because you got to go through. You go through the same stuff. You just don't want nobody to know. I don't know why. But people know if you're human, you eat, you walk, you talk. You go through the same thing. Amen. See, this is it. When we're mature Christians, the devil can't bug us as much. Those little things don't bug us because we know how to take authority over them. We know how to take authority. We don't settle. But you still, he still tempts you. To go through the same thing. But see the devil will pull you into idolatry. See he was an angel. He knows what's sin and what ain't. Because he's the greatest sinner of all. But he was also up there directing traffic. Up in heaven. So he know the tricks. You got to but you smarter. You got to let. You know you got to feel him coming through the back door. And he'll start to make you think you better. Well, I don't go through that. Yes, you do. You know. Amen. You got to fight that giant in your mind. That's where the biggest problem with everybody. It's what they think. Amen. The giant could be money. Could be your mate. Your situation. Them property taxes. Anything, if you let it be a giant, it's a giant. It ain't a giant until you allow it to be. Amen? 
you know, and then when you allow it to to be in your mind and it's real big, then it's a high thing. And the Bible says, cast those things down. And then you don't know how because you're so fixed on being upset about it. And people just start living upset. Amen. Amen. Then we start catering to the world, to the world's needs. Catering to our needs. We start being a catering service. Catering to this, catering to that. That's what wrong thinking. Babying yourself. Not wanting to do this. That not wanting. It's just crazy. I'm telling you, the devil will have you in a straitjacket if you let him. And that's his goal. Man. Somebody have to tell you when to go to the bathroom. When to do this. When to put a puzzle together. Then you're on man's terms. Amen. But God's way is better. He has better for his people. Amen. You don't want that. Romans 4. Let's go back a little bit. I'm almost done. 419. Hallelujah. Got to think for you. And you got to think what's right according to God. It says, and being, this is Abraham. Abraham considered not. He considered not his situation. He considered not what the devil was doing in his life. And it says, and being not weak. Well, let me go back for the sake of everybody that don't hear this all the time. It says in 17, it says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. And this is what the promise that God gave to Abraham. And we are products of that promise. You know why we received that promise? The same promise because he believed. It's just like your kids. You believe a promise is handed down. Somebody had to start believing something. And these little brats think it's all about them. But honey, you, you in good standing because of your mama and your daddy. And what they believed. And if they weren't believers and God had mercy on you because you're so special and you got under somebody else's umbrella. Because he loves you so much. Y'all know when you marry in. And that's the same thing. See God married us in. To Abraham's promise. Grafted. Cut in. Amen. And so. It's all because somebody prayed. Somebody had to believe God. For something good to happen to somebody else. Amen. So in. In Romans 4, 19, it says, And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. So God told him, I'm making you a father of many. Amen. See, I know we we have this little story that we believe. But the, the facts were, I'm going to make you the father of many. Amen. Hallelujah. And contrary to hope, that's in verse 18. In other words, contrary to what he saw. Don't try to look at and see something. If God promised you something, hold it in your heart. Because you may not see it. He, he, he held it in his heart. And he was feeling old and every year came. In fact, 20 years came. And he was getting older and older. And finally, when he was 90... He had a baby. 
contrary to hope, contrary to what he thought, contrary to what he thought, contrary to how he was feeling. Amen. Yeah, I, I can feel these men to my oh, that's easy. <laughs> it ain't if your wife is only five years younger than you. Y'all following me today? Contrary to the to to Sarah's womb, the age of her womb. He had hope against hope. He had nothing but that word. Honey, that word is enough. Amen. The word is enough. We need to put that on our mirror. The word is enough. It's all you need is a word. Contrary to what it looks like. Contrary to what people think. Contrary to what you think. The word is the word. God is God. And his word supersedes anybody and what they think. That negative thinking. Because they didn't. It's, that promise is not for them. It's for you. Amen. Let them think what they're going to think. Because that word is for you. That promise is yours. If you let them take it from you, then it's gone. Until it's resurrected again. God has to put it back in your heart. That's for somebody. You know it. You don't let people dream stealers. Dream stealers. You don't let them steal your dream. And sometimes it ain't your dream. It's what God is is what God put in your cup. Amen. Amen. It's what God has it's your assignment. You can't let people take your assignment because of what they say. Who cares? It gets down where the rubber meets the road. This thing is real. It's what God told you to do and you had better do. And you know who is for the sake of them that's criticizing those that don't understand, those that don't know. It's for all those naysayers. And God will show them at some point. But you cannot be concerned about what people say. Because you know what they're going to say, just what you think they're going to say. <laughs> and that's what they're going to say. Because in the natural, that's what people say. But in the spirit, it's written in blood. Amen. And blood is a powerful thing. It's powerful. And can't nobody take that back. Hallelujah. And so he focused on the promise, Abraham. He staggered not. The Bible says he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But he kept hope alive. Amen. Did we finish reading 19 and not being weak in faith? He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20 says that he did not waver. That word waver means stagger. He didn't stop and look and say, oh man, this is too big. This, it can't be because it's impossible. How is God going to do that? He stopped that because he grew up. In the spirit, he started being mature in his thinking. And so he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Back in the day, that's all I had is that one word from God. Stagger not, stagger not, stagger not. I'm like, what does that mean? And that's all God kept. That's all I had is stagger not, stagger not, stagger not. And that's why I got that so good because that's all he gave me. 
And I asked for another word. He says, I got one for you. Stagger not. Amen. And would give me a, a different revelation of that same thing. But it's still the same. And when you get it, then he'll get, and start walking in that. He'll give you something else. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Strengthened in faith by giving glory to God. Strengthened in faith by giving God the glory and not man. And being fully convinced. Being fully persuaded. That what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Because a promise is a promise until you see it. Some people say. But we ought to feel like a promise is a promise. It's good. It's good. Take it to the bank like a check already written. See, but some people think, well, a promise is a promise until it's fulfilled. A promise is a promise. Which you got that? You got the goods. Well, I lost some people. Anything God tells you and anything he promises, you can take it to the bank. Amen. Because he's already given you a blank check. You fill it in. With what you want. If you want the promise, write it in. Amen. You can, or you can ignore it. And don't cash in on it. Amen. I'm telling you. And, and the devil's already got the naysayers at the wake of your, of your uh, what's that, of your promise already. They already put your promise to, to burial. Well, I guess I'll say that again. They already gave your promise a funeral. Because it ain't going to never happen because you're crazy. Amen. And we go along with it because we get embarrassed. Amen. And then we start asking God for something different. The different ain't going to work until the real come forth, you know. Because see that different, the different thing don't work like the real thing. Ain't nothing like to y'all thinking that anything. See? Ain't nothing like the real thing. Y'all know it. Amen. So we might as well grab hold of the promise. Amen. If you're weak in faith, you get it together. Not impossible. God gives you all the help you need. Until you're fully convinced. Well now I don't like that word convinced. Because. That sounds so carnal. You know religious. I don't like that. Well we need to convince ourselves that God is telling us the truth. It ain't going to come sometimes no other way. It won't come no other way. It's just you and the clothes on your back. You trust God. And the other person involved don't even have to. Who, who cares? Don't matter what people want. All that matters is what God wants. I don't learn. Well, why, why would you subject yourself to that? I'm good, but for real. I'm good. Living for God. Being blessed every day. What can you, what's better? See, it depends on how much carnality is up in here. Amen. Whatever God has promised you, go after it. Amen. And you're going to have to talk to yourself. 
You know, you don't have to tell yourself everything. You don't have to convince yourself. And when you're fully persuaded, you'll see the product. Hebrews 12. And anything worth having comes with a fight. Amen. Comes with a fight. And it comes from heaven. It don't come from something that's in your flesh that you got to have. Mm-mm. It ain't like that. It comes from what? It comes from God's heart. It's what God wants you to have. Amen. Just like we fight to get things, fight to get God's blessing. Fight to get that. Amen. Well, I lost most folks. They ready to go home. Hebrews 12.3. It says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Amen. Is anybody here today? In other words, consider Jesus that went to the cross and died for you. Although you don't really feel that way, it's because you don't know him personally. But if you know him personally, he went and died on that cross for you. Amen. If you were the only person in the world, he still had the taste of that cup. He still had, he didn't get relinquished from the cup. He still had to taste what was in that cup. Are y'all here? Hallelujah. And then endured hostility to the, from the very people that he was dying for. Spit on him. Gorged him. He, he wanted water. They gave him vinegar. It's bad. Well, he was just a fictional character in your mind. It's because you don't know him. See, that's what's wrong with most people. Well, that's just a Grimm's fairy tales. It's what the world thinks the Bible is. It depends on how well you know him. Very real. And that's why Paul says that he, he walked through the crucifixion with Jesus. And he says no feeling can take the place of knowing the depth and the length and the height of his love. That's why Paul wrote the book. Because he experienced the, the length and the depth and the height of his love by going through the crucifixion with him. And y'all here today. And when you go through that with him and you know him, it's called relationship. And when you have a relationship with Jesus, this stuff is real. It's real. Not real to people that don't know. It's just, it's just you know, what the Bible says. Amen. So we have to consider. These are the things to consider. There are some consider nots. And there's some things to consider. We consider Jesus. All this other stuff we consider, it's a knot. How are you here today? <laughs> Amen. The promises of God is what we consider. We consider not what goes through our minds. We consider not the negativity and the feeling of negativity. We consider not those things. Amen. We consider not growing weary and exhausted or losing heart or growing faint in our minds. We consider not reasoning, always measuring up, competition. All of these things we consider not 
But we consider Jesus and how he endured, according to verse 3. Endured hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary. In other words, if you don't partake, if you don't consider what Jesus did for you, you will become weary and discouraged in your soul. Well, you mean to tell me if I be thinking about all of that all the time and it keep me from being weary? Uh-uh. You got to go through it. <laughs> got to go through it. You got to go through it with him and put yourself there and imagine that being you. Being beat up, killed, tortured for something stupid some other people think and are doing. Amen. You got to consider what he went through for you. If it ain't personal with you, it's because you don't know him personally. That's what causes us to think about other things. Consider not those other things. Consider not the former things. But consider what Christ has done for you. And then your, your yoke become his. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You dump your troubles on him. That's how you dump them. By knowing him. When you know him, you dump that stuff on him and he carries you. See, that's why people stay in church for 40 years never knowing. They're the same crazy. Because they never know him personally. And it's never preached. Because the preacher don't want to lose people because he wants you to tap that basket. Just a little bit of truth. That's how it works. Amen. We want, that's why in the book of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it always talks about religion versus truth. What we ought to preach as leaders and what we should. Amen. And the Pharisees, you know, they, that's why Jesus went in there and kicked over the, the money tables. I'll put it to you like that. They were selling swans and doves and gold coins. They did it all. Everything but worshipped him who was the author and the finisher of our faith. They didn't worship him. Amen. He got left out of it. And that's why verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy was set before him endured the cross and despising the shame. We don't like to be shamed when God asks us to do something for him. We don't like to shame. I don't like that feeling. Because you're in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Despising the shame and has said. But you know what that means? But you're going to feel that. You're going to feel it. Y'all here today? It's like this. Look at it like this. That's the price we pay. Amen. Like Jesus paid that price on the cross. Your price is to despise that shame but go through it anyway. Y'all here. And when you do it to his glory and to his satisfaction, he lifts it off of you. Amen. Are y'all here? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. See, churches don't like this kind of truth. They don't. I'm telling you. But how else will people ever know how to get something from God? They don't care. Because see, they, the uh, carnality, they keep you running after your own self. You know, running after doing it yourself. 
Amen. If you think in your mind that you put yourself there, it's working with you. Did I get it? The world has nothing to offer. Amen. But we need to find a promise of God and dwell on it. And it gets your thinking straight. Amen. We'll stop here. But we're not done. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We lift you up, Lord God. We love you, Father, and we bless you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for a fresh vision from God. We thank you for hope. 